Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with The Design Abstract. The Design Abstract is from Canada. This band has been blazing a path since 2011, when they first came under the name Design. They have released Transhuman Ascendant, and this is one you don't want to miss. And here is my interview with The Design Abstract.
scrapping one of the two because it just wasn't fitting the vibe. Like it needed to be huge. It needed to be final. Um, so the one that is now Technotheism part one, mm. that was just the song that Logan wrote. And my goal with it was I'm going to score this entire thing. Like it's the bridge of decryptor from the last album. I want like just the scoring to be massive on this and it to just be this emotional high point of the album. But instead of trying to then outdo myself again with the next one, Let's just go, let's basically do a credit sequence. That's how I picture right. Technothesis in part two. It's a credit sequence. It's mm -hmm. got this really nice piano, which um, I don't know how many people caught it, but the opening piano part is the vocal harmonies to the first track, sure. to yeah. Secrets Uncovered. <laughs> um, and then it kind of does its own little freestyle thing, and the string quartet comes in. Um, I kind of just viewed it as that. It's just like a, it's a credit sequence. It's a wind down instead of just trying to, outdo what came before because pathways is a huge song too sure so to have pathways followed immediately by technotheism part one it's like look we we threw some songs together um that technotheism part two i think had been replaced three times trying to make bigger and bigger final more final sounding cadences for this entire trilogy and i'm like no we got to just pull it back so that's how those two came to be and I also want to ask you, what track was the most challenging for you to lay down in the studio? Ooh, so going through these, um, I'll speak for myself and then for Logan because they will be different answers. I think the one that had Logan struggling the most was Synthetic Morality because that song is absolutely insane. Um, he wrote it, and he wrote it at that tempo, <laughs> but the I, what I requested for that song, not that song specifically, but I requested, hey, I want you to write a song that has two riffs, and neither of the riffs are possible to play on the strings that you didn't write them on, because he has a habit of, like, he'll write a riff, and then he'll take it up and do, like, a pedal tone on the sixth of the scale or on the fourth. Mm -hmm. Whatever he can play on open strings, he can play with pedals, which is crazy. So I was like, write something that's too hard for you to play you have to play it on open strings and he wrote that song and i remember the tracking process we actually had to rewrite a handful of parts of it um just because he's like this is too stupid this is too fast um as far as mine i struggled a lot with the vocals on degradation i think mm. um just making them and not even from a technical perspective because degradation is one of the only two songs on the album that i'm not just belting as high as I can. That song actually has like mid-range vocals, but trying to kind of fit them in with the song, it's layered differently than most of the songs, how it has like both clean and screams, which I don't typically do. I think that song was the hardest for me just to get all the vocals ideas I wanted in there to work. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's like, yeah, at the very start, all the music cuts out and it's just guttural vocals and drums. And then everything cuts back in and that has to be a different vocal tone. And then the cleans come in and they're a different range than my normal cleans. And it was a lot, but uh, yeah, I think that was the worst one for me. Um, yeah, Logan didn't struggle with agents. I thought agents would be super hard for him. And he was like, no, this is normal, normal tempo. <laughs> so yeah. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artists, because it also so, has you yeah. very immersed with the music. Awesome. That's good. So, yeah, that's a cool story, because we commissioned Roger Creus, who was the original artist for Technotheism. Mm. Now, Technotheism was not a commission. We licensed it, so that was a work that already existed, and I basically just, just ruined it by turning it all red. Normally, like the original art that he did, is uh, it's very 
blue and green. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for Technotheism. So um, I kind of changed that artwork, but we licensed it through him. And then with the next one, with Metaptechnosis, we commissioned a different artist entirely. He's from Japan. Super talented, super cool guy. But we thought, okay, to close off the trilogy, we're going to really be driving home the, the theme of it. So we're going to get Roger Kreis back, but this time we're going to commission him from scratch. Um, and as far as the the elements within the artwork, that was basically always planned from the start because that's a, that type of visual with the giant pyramid over top of the city, that's something that we've kind of always used uh, way back. There's a there's an EP called Corrupt, which doesn't sound very good. I wouldn't recommend listening to it, but that theme is there, and that was back in 2018, I think. Um, so we always kind of knew that that's what the artwork would look like, but we were really happy that we could work with Roger Creus, who did the original Technotheism artwork, um, because, yeah, he's a really talented guy. And I also wanted to ask you, what can fans look for next? So, um... We're working on a new release that I'm still pushing kind of more of the death metal. So I was the one who wrote the vast majority of the Technotheism riffs. And then after that um, album, I kind of just said, forget it on guitar. I was doing a lot of other stuff, different projects. And I was like, Logan's a way better guitar player than me. And we also had Matt at the time, who was also a better guitar player than me. Um, for the follow-up, the one that we're working on now, I am going back to writing a lot of the guitar parts, which means a little more kind of pushing tech death sort of writing, mm -hmm. a lot of the chunky, more death metal stuff. Logan's really, really good at the melodic stuff, but I'm pushing him to like, you know, he'll give you a riff, and I was like, okay, that's great, now play that an octave down and palm mute it <laughs> type of thing. Um, stuff like that, so we're we're going through that. It's, it's going together a lot quicker than I thought it would. I just wanted to throw together some some concepts but at this point we have like an ep's worth of material and we're just seeing if it's worth fleshing out to a full-length album i'm i'm thinking it's not i kind of want this to just be a clean it, it's its own sound it's a lot more aggressive we're pushing the bpm a lot higher um there's also yeah a lot more like chunky heavy riffs in it so it's going heavier and a little less melodic so far based on the material that we've got um but yeah i was originally going to take a break but it doesn't look like we're going to slow down so so yeah that's that's what's coming so would you say that plague bringers would be a fair representation of what the the stuff is sounding like that was the goal but what's come out is actually even faster and more aggressive it's definitely oh. pushing towards tech death um, not all of it, because of course there are those melodic breaks, but I'm using a lot of that kind of, uh, like Gothenburg string skippy stuff that Logan writes mm. really sparingly compared to Transhuman Ascendant. So it's like Plague Bringers, but a lot faster. Like the, the tempos we're looking at are like, uh, like 220 to 250 most of the time. And there's one that's in triple that's like 174. So um, it, it's kind of, it flows like agents, but it's like a solid 30 beats per minute faster. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. I'm just trying to push Logan out of his comfort zone because I will write the stupidest stuff and he, he's just unfazed by it. So it's like, okay, I'm testing this. Um, <laughs> because yeah, he's definitely, he's a machine as far as the guitar players go. And that brings me to another question of, I wanted to ask you if you could give me a band history, how all this all came to be. Sure. So I can take it way, way back. Um, I started out this, this project as, as a solo project just called Design. 
Um, and my goal way back then was to make symphonic metal that was exactly a 50-50 balance, which is a weird thing to think of in practice because that means, okay, the drums are going to be equally as loud as like orchestral percussion, right? The string section's got, you know, however many people, 20 people in it, 40 people in it. It would realistically be like as loud as a guitar if we're leveling it. So that first EP that I made was called Apotheosis, and it's hard to find now. Um, and it was weird because of that, where I, I didn't have guitars in a lot of it because I was giving equal precedent to the metal and the orchestra. Um, eventually, I wrote songs that incorporated a full band. That was the release called Emanate, which I'm also not... It's around. It had good production because it wasn't self-produced. But at that point, I was basically just trying to gain members. So I was going through and just finding and for a while we had a full lineup we had a like a drummer bass player a couple of guitarists um but i'm like really difficult to work with <laughs> because i have a very specific vision like obviously it's, it's not like we can just say oh we're doing flesh got apocalypse or we're doing mm. septic flesh there's elements of it in there but you would never hear that sort of strings like in a septic flesh ever right or in a Flesh Got Apocalypse. And not only that, it's like, okay, fine. Orchestral death metal with gothic org elements, sure. But it's also futuristic sci-fi. So we've got synth, but it's not like hooky synth like Amaranth. And so it's such a niche sound that it's like, I and I will, like, die. <laughs> if, if I have, like, a specific vision for it, like, I will fight to the death for this vision, right? If there's ideas and I'm like, this doesn't fit the vibe, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll think about it. I'll be like, no, that doesn't work so i'm really obnoxious to work with but in 2017 i met logan um through kijiji which are you are you from are you in america yes okay so kijiji is like canadian craigslist if you haven't heard of it okay it's like community sort of um yeah, like ads where you can put up mostly for buying and selling random crap, but there's also a, a community page where you can find musicians and i Logan and I met through that, <laughs> funny enough. And he was like, I like I want to do the same thing. I want to make metal that has synth in it, that has orchestra, but it, like, it's future-facing. It's not like, it doesn't sound like kind of antiquated, sort of like like the Subject Flash, Flash Code Apocalypse, that sort mm. of thing. He comes much more from like the power metal side of things. Um, so his influence are more, he's after like Winter Sun, Unleash the Archers, that oh, sort of okay. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, so when he's playing death metal, I'm making him play death metal. Um, and so yeah, he was the, we met in 2017, and he had this back catalog of songs just on a SoundCloud. And I was like, I picked a few, and I was like, Are, can I have these? And he's like, oh, I'm not doing anything with them. So the first one, that became off of Technotheism, uh, The Resistance. That's the first Logan song in Design Abstract, fun fact. Um, after that, it's kind of been like a lot of um, coming and going for band members. Because originally, I started at this band. I wanted female clean vocals. So I've gone through three clean vocalists who weren't me. And they're all in the past albums. Before Technotheism, it was every album, every release was a different singer. Mm. And then I was just doing the screams. Um, but... I'd always wanted to do clean vocals. I just didn't really think I had it in me. I, I kind of started out singing, doing like really low gothy sort of stuff. Cause that's like where my voice lives, but, but just, just grinded it 
for years until I was like, I think this might actually be acceptable to release. And I think it worked overall with the sound. I think it sounds more kind of unified when it's one person doing both of them. Um, and we don't get lumped into like gothic metal, which has weird kind of connotations where like, even if it's not gothic metal, if there's a girl singing, then it just is gothic metal. And I found it very silly. I think Arch Enemy was able to sidestep that. I don't mm. think a lot of people are so lucky. <laughs> um, so yeah, eventually, the t- so the last significant lineup change was basically we had Matt doing lead guitars for Metamtechnosis. He also wrote uh, Born of Machines. Um, but for this one, it, it wasn't working workflow-wise because me and Logan work very well isolated. So he will just send me a nearly complete song, unprompted, that he worked on for one day. And it's like perfect. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, that's kind of how we work. And so we can mostly do it remotely. The only stuff we do in person is the actual recording process. Like he actually comes here and we slam out guitar takes because I'll give him direction for that sort of thing. Um, the writing process, for whatever reason, we're both just kind of introverted, isolated dudes. So we'll send stuff back and forth, but more often than not, it'll be well, one of two things. Either he will just send me a song unprompted and I'll kind of take it and I'll either say that's perfect, we'll use it, or I'll make my changes. Or I'll send him a skeleton with no guitar. I'll just send him like, hey, these are the chords I want, here's the orchestra, it's already in there, maybe I'll put bass, I'll put all the drums, and I'll just be like, make guitars for this. And he'll just send me back full guitar idea. That's how Decryptor happened uh, on this album. Did I do that? I did that for Secrets Uncovered. Um, We did that for... Not as many. Um, yeah, it was definitely Secrets, maybe Exile, maybe Plague Bringers, and then Agents we actually did in person for the demo, which is super rare. Um, yeah, that workflow didn't work for Matt because he lives a lot further away and he's not really comfortable doing remote takes. He's not a computer guy. And so it kind of just turned into a logistical issue. Um, as well as a directional one, he's definitely like a big Opeth guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like that sort of sound. He's he's really prog, and he's always giving me shit for not. You know, he's like, you're in a prog band, but you don't listen to prog, and I'm like, I don't think this is a prog band. Like, technophysm is entirely in four <laughs> four. It's I don't know. Um, that's been a source of contention. So yeah, it, it was best to just kind of follow with just me and Logan. But we've definitely had. Like, we've had a couple drummers. Um, we've had, I think, only one or two lead guitarists come and go. Um, we've only had one bass player other than the session bassist way back. Um, I kind of hopped on bass. I liked playing it a lot more than guitar, so I did all the bass for basically everything. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's been a rich history of people kind of coming and going, and I don't pretend that it's not because I'm really difficult to work with. I have, like, a very strong vision, so it kind of... Yeah, that is what it is. And uh, and speaking of your vision, I wanted to ask about your musical development. At what age did you begin? Oh, man. So that's funny because I started really late. So I started playing drums when I was like eight, I think. My mom bought me a drum set. Um, but I didn't really actually care about it until I became a teenager. Um, I needed, I, I remember specifically for my high school, I needed an art credit and I could do art, drama, or music. And I hated all of them. So I was like, okay, I'll just do percussion uh, for music and I'll just deal with it because I, I need to pass high school. Right. And I got a different drum teacher who I really, really clicked with. And he, I can attribute a lot of my 
the way I view music and the way I care about music to that early drum teacher when I was like 13 or 14. Um, and eventually, you know, I was listening to metal and I go, you know, how do, how do I play this? How do I play this? And there's a point where he's like mostly like a country sort of folk guy. There's a point where he's like, look, there's this other teacher who plays all this shit that I don't know. Maybe you should take lessons with him. <laughs> um, and he was, uh, I'm not sure what band he played in. I forget the name, but he was super technical. He showed me like Beneath the Massacre and uh, Human Abstract and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was that was what it was. Basically, I was in a bunch of different metal bands kind of growing up as a teenager and shortly after high school playing shows like every damn weekend. Um, but I was like, I still craved a lot more. So when I was 20 or 21, I was like, I'm going to take piano and music theory lessons. And I did that for a bit. And my teacher told me straight up, he's like, look, piano, what, take it or leave it, you know, <laughs> but you should do more music theory because you have a knack for it. And I, and I love music theory. I'm a super weirdo. So when I started doing that, there was a point when I started trying to write orchestral music, I would just write it in a score without ever listening to it because I learned it as a technical skill. So I could be like, hey, I made this piece of music and I never once actually heard it. I knew it sounded good because I know how the music theory worked. Um, and that's kind of how I started. It was with like really, really aggressive music theory. And then slowly I worked on the ear stuff. I also went to, I eventually went to university for music composition theory. Um, that's also when I started picking up guitar. I've never been particularly good at guitar, like Emanate, uh, which was the first official design abstract album, though I kind of try to distance myself from it. Like that album, if you haven't heard it, it's extremely simplistic. It's like it's like dumbed down metalcore, basically. And that's because I was playing guitar and I couldn't play guitar. So it's it's just chugs, basically, and like really simplistic, slow chugs, um, just because I didn't have anybody yet. Um, uh, yeah, I've never been particularly good at guitar. The screams I've always been able to do. I don't know what's up with that. I was like 14 and I was listening to like edgy teenager music and I just tried screaming and I could just do it. And so all basically throughout my adult life, I've just been able to do vocals like that. The clean vocals were a different story. I've taken years and years to kind of get better at that. Um, I've had many good singing teachers, including uh, briefly Tim Amar, who just passed away recently. I took some lessons with him. Um, he was a very... outgoing and excitable guy um yeah and now i take lessons from vox singing academy which is in australia (laughs) which obviously i don't commute there um but i named them both because they both helped a ton with my clean vocals and getting them to feel more comfortable instead of kind of like squeaking them out when you're singing that high because my goal is always to just sound like christian from scar cemetery (laughs) that's like Mm -hmm. my end goal um so yeah, I was definitely a late bloomer with this stuff. Uh, I attribute university to whipping me into shape as far as ear training. When I entered that building, if somebody played me two notes, I couldn't tell you which one was higher. And when I left, I can just like, if a commercial comes on, I can just jam along the guitar. I instantly know what key it's in. So they kind of kicked my ass and it helped. <laughs> so that was good. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you, speaking of your uh, musical development, what has been the best advice that's been given to you along your musical journey? Um, I saw a quote that I don't have in front of me that uh, basically paraphrased. It said, 
Um, writing improves in direct proportion to the number of things you can keep out of it, which sounds really counterintuitive dealing with design abstract because we have so many influences. But the mm -hmm. thing is, there's so many freaking ideas that I have to cut because they don't fit. Because we use so many influences, like a million different ways you could combine synth and orchestra and metal. I mean, there's a million different ways you can just combine the four main metal instruments, right? And so sure. throwing orchestra on top of that, when there's been so many legendary composers that all sound completely different, and then synth, which has literally infinite possibilities, which scares me and pisses me off. Um, it's like knowing what shouldn't be there is really important when you're trying to make music like this. Like you should definitely explore, and it's not like we're trying to stay exactly the same. Every album does sound different. It does progress, but knowing what ideas you just have to cut loose in order to make your music like understandable for normal humans right. is pretty valuable, specifically when you're making music as grandiose and massive as the design abstract. And I also wanted to ask you, um, um, we spoke about the EP. Um, as far as the future, uh, what is the end vision for the band? That's a great question because I think it kind of changes. Um, I was actually discussing this with, um, yeah, with Logan, and we also do have a potential bassist on the. <laughs> that's low key. I don't know if we're going to announce that yet, but I, I was talking to them about it. And, you know, when, when we started out, like I said, the original, original vision was just a blend of orchestra and metal. Obviously, that was accomplished, but that was weird. I modified that vision to just be. I want to put out there symphonic melodic death metal that doesn't that isn't focused on the past. It's not like antiquated feeling. Mm. Um, it, it's future. It's always going to be very science fiction. It doesn't necessarily always need to be cyberpunk. It might be space opera, but it's always going to be future. So because of that, it's going to have synth, but I don't want the synth to be the entire sound, which is not exactly a concise mission statement. <laughs> um, but it's, that's about what it is. The thing is, I feel like we've, with the Technotheism trilogy, I think that's a good framework for what I'm going for. It's not concise at all. Like the albums don't match or line up super well because we were learning the whole time. But I think we're at a point now where we can kind of regroup and get more specific and start shooting a target that's within the things that we've outlined, if that makes sense. Like sure. refining further through technotheism metatechnosis and transhuman and i do feel transhuman ascendant was a touch on the like i found a formula and i just kind of stuck to it because that was my goal like i want to take this potential and refine it down to something where it's like instantly recognizable sure which is really hard <laughs> and i think in doing that i definitely transhuman is like a very everything does sound fairly samey um it's all in the same key too which bothers me that was like a logan and matt thing they didn't like that i was always changing the tunings of songs so i was like okay fine everything's in b because your guitars are in b and i don't like how that is so in the new one i'm like okay i've got guitars for you to play but i'm changing the key of these songs um it's just i have to um so yeah further refinement basically of just we want to put music out there that fills that niche that i wish there was more of where it's like symphonic mellow death that has you know mixed vocals that's like critical for me like every song has clean vocals just because i like that because i like scar symmetry mm -hmm. um but it is particularly future facing like scar symmetry is but orchestra as well just because i love full scores of the the, the movie score thing is a big is a big deal with 
that. Um, I think that's also what makes a design abstract release is that it's always going to be very cinematic. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's one thing I totally agree with. And, uh, you know, one of the things I appreciate is the flow of the album is very good as well. The way the, uh, the songs, uh, are working with each other and not against each other. Nice. Yes. That's super important for me. Um, I love album flow. Um, I, I think Technotheism was a decent display of that, especially like mm -hmm. the first half or the first act, I would say. Those songs flow together really well. I'm kind of on the next one, the next EP, I'm kind of flexing a little bit because it goes full start to finish gapless, uninterrupted. Um, the, the end loops back into the start perfectly. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go really hard with the album flow mm. thing and see if I can just make this so seamless that you don't even know that you're, how many tracks you kind of switch through. We did that kind of with a esoteric EP. It definitely flowed back into itself from the start, but this one is even kind of, even the next step, um, where I set up dissonances that resolve into the next song so that everything just feels like one continuous thing. I love doing stuff like that, so I do appreciate that you, uh, <laughs> yeah, that you noticed that. I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy from the band? Uh, so right now, that's all through our band camp, which is the Abstracted Records band camp. But Abstracted Records is literally just the band. <laughs> it's just we, we work on a whole bunch of other stuff, too. So the URL for it is design.bandcamp.com, because that was the initial name of the band. Mm -hmm. um, since then, like I said, me and Logan work on a ton of other projects, too. But everything that's on our band camp is just stuff that's basically me and him and maybe a handful of other people. And there's the merch tab there. We do have a couple of shirt options. Um, and we've got the CDs. We are still waiting from the label because this was the first album we released through a label that isn't Abstractor Records. We went through Slip Trick Records and we're still waiting for the physical copies of Transhuman. But everything else is on our band camp. We do have, we're, we're low on shirts, but we still have some if people are interested. And I also wanted to ask you, lastly, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Uh, please make music like this <laughs> because i just want to see more of it um i have a youtube channel it's not a great youtube channel but i explain in detail like anything that might be confusing or interesting about the music that we make and i just lay it out in full detail because i just want there to be more of this type of thing um, i'm constantly searching for bands that do the same thing we do there's some that get close um like serenity and murder from japan or serenity and Murdered, oh my god, what are they called? Um, that is what they're called, Serenity of Murder. Um, I've never said it out loud. From Japan, um, especially their first album, The Highest of Dystopia, so great. It's like probably the closest thing to Design Abstract. Um, there's a couple other bands here and there, but I've never found one that like really, really does it the same, and that's I just want more of it in this world. So if, if anybody who's listening is, you know, inspired by what Design Abstract does and thinks that they could do it better, like, please, please show us. Uh, what's the other one? Shade Empire, uh, Omega Arcane, the album. They also have, like, a vibe that's similar. They've got the synth, they've got the orchestra, they've got the sort of melodic death metal thing, but yeah, we just need more of it out there. Like, the, the more cinematic, orchestral, sci-fi death metal stuff, I, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just please 
please join us in making this music. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you for creating an amazing album upon first listen. I knew I, I had to speak with you because... Uh, oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. The thing uh, you're looking for more of is the thing I appreciate the most, too, as well, is that there's no one that sounds like this band that I've heard. Right, and yeah. That is the the most wonderful appeal of the album. Okay, yeah. See, that's that's my problem. <laughs> but I get it. I, I, I'm, that's the thing is, like, all the times where I'm like, uh, I had to, like, do people really care about this? Like, should, I, should we just focus on something that's more understandable, right? Because we've got a project that's just kind of straight death metal, ethereal void, where it's just like, we could probably sell more albums that are just straight death metal. But then, but yeah, that's what keeps bugging me is that no, nobody actually does this like this. And it just keeps driving me forward for better or for worse. So I'm glad that there's people out there like you who fully appreciate it and get it because that makes me very happy. Absolutely, I certainly do. And it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Yes, you as well. Please feel free to update me with any new news as it comes about so I can get it out there. Sure, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you a message when we have a definitive, if we update our merch or uh, the next uh, the next EP. Great, and uh, I wanted to thank you again and... Uh, I look forward to speaking again soon when this EP does come out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And you have a great rest of your day, my friend. All right. You too. Thanks so much. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.